I wonder if we ever get to that point where you guys are that famous, where it's like these people need to be recognized and we're proud that we have this person making mm-hmm. our commercial, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that it's kind of happening already, especially with Fuck Render. Uh, he released a gin, uh, like the, the drinking. Yeah. That's and right. He has his artwork, you know? which is really cool. It seems to me that the, the Jean brand is kind of using his work proudly, you know, which is already like amazing in my opinion. And I totally see a future where brands are kind of starting to respect the artists more on that sense. Kind of because now we have a price tag on our art, you know? So yep. it's, it's really, it's way easier to convince a brand to go in a direction when you tell them, okay, this direction sold for ten thousand dollars you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe you should listen to me you know which is like it's cool but it's kind of sad at the same time that we need to put the price tag on for people to respect us so it's like i'm happy for it but it's bittersweet you know Talking about NFTs and that's nifty. That's nifty. All the great artists they come to this place to talk about the crypto space and that's nifty. That's nifty. That's nifty. Your hopes for tonight's podcast are Tyler. Larry and Slime Sunday. Damn, that's nifty. Uh, hey guys, can you hear me? Bass, what's going on, dude? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good, good. I'm glad we finally get to talk. Yeah, amazing, dude. And uh, I'm really happy to be here. You've been a busy guy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's been a <laughs> fucking crazy year. It's been it's been <laughs> insane. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. You know, work is work, and I'm happy to do it. But Jesus fucking Christ, it's good. <laughs> Amen to that. Is work still yeah. work though? It's a, it's a little different now. I mean, I mean, uh, with NFTs, it's kind of a different different type of work. You know, uh, you have way more creative freedom, which is amazing. But then, like, it, it's a different type of pressure on you because, like, you're monetizing your own work, so it's kind of different. I don't know if that makes any sense because doing freelance work, it's kind of comfortable in a way that's like, it's not your work per se, you're just kind of executing. So like you're getting paid anyway, but then when it comes to like your work, you put it out there and it might sell, it might not sell. So it's different type of pressure in my opinion. Yeah. It's like a personal weight that's on it. You know, it's like tied to you as a person. It's like, I really want this to do well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I'm not sure where to open this up, but your pin tweet is very interesting. Can we talk about what you're doing with Nissan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, the pin tweets about a collaboration with Nissan, right? Uh, yeah, that <laughs> that came out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> uh, so, that was the fucking most surreal experience that ever happened, like, last year. Because, I mean, uh, since January and February, like, at least down here in Brazil, uh, I've been to like national television talking about NFTs. It was a really, really short like interview, but like national TV, it's national TV, you know? So like I got emails from a bunch of different companies and brands and they want to work with me. And I mean, 
but most of them had no clue what they were doing. They just wanted to do an artwork, do an auction and donate the money. That's like the, I got so many emails just like that. And when Nisa uh, kind of approached me, it was like something completely different, you know? Uh, at this, to, to begin with, they didn't have the, the project fully shaped out uh, already. So I kind of had the opportunity to kind of direct them, okay, let's do it like this, like that. Uh, let's use this blockchain to maintain the tokens and all that. So it was a pretty interesting experience because they were open for me to kind of collaborate on more of a kind of business type of, of business side of things, if that makes any sense. So I, I was not only the artist, but I kind of helped with the blockchain stuff and that's insane like being a major company like that and going hey we're not too proud to think that like we know what's going on here you're obviously more of an expert than we are let's listen to what you have to say like that's yeah huge yeah that was amazing that was amazing and to be honest i didn't i I didn't like fully grasp what was going on until i was in uruguay filming that little uh, uh commercial Cause like they flew me to Uruguay and I had no idea what was happening. I, I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got a hood flying. over your head. Like, I, dude, I had no idea. I had no idea. They just, just, they just said, okay, we need you in Uruguay for like five days so we can shoot this commercial. And that was it. <laughs> I had no storyboards. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and when I got there, they like the team was like Oriental Films. It's like a production company in Uruguay. They were the sweetest people ever and they like guided me through the process of shooting a commercial like that which was a completely new experience as well so yeah what was it like like when a, an organization like that's like leaning on you for guidance and advice through through you know the nft space was there any point where you're just kind of like fuck i hope i'm I, I know what i'm talking about i think i know what i'm talking about a lot of times it's like brain dump it's like i just gotta i'll get this out i think i think this is right like <laughs> Dude, I was shitting my pants, to be honest. I'm, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I was shitting my pants. Like the project on itself was cool because the entire approach, I mean, I, I didn't actually uh, explain the project, but I, I just realized that I was talking about it without explaining. But to everyone listening, uh, the project is basically, we released a limited edition car in the whole Latin America region. And each edition of the car comes with an NFT of mine. So it's like, the whole concept was, okay, we have the scarcity of the real world, how we translate the scarcity of the real world into the digital world using NFTs. So that, that was the, the main concept of it. So yeah, that was the project. And like, I kind of helped them not only with the art, but like how we do this in the blockchain. We had to hire a company to do a custom, custom smart contract and all that. And that was the, the part that was basically shitting myself. Uh, <laughs> that's mean, so cool man a thousand like an addition of a thousand cars with yeah. an nft from you like does does the dealership play into that like or this is these are like private sales or were they hosted on a marketplace no no uh this the the way that the cars were sold was basically the same way that any cars were sold so like dealerships the difference and the, the good thing about this project that it, they're not trying to sell the NFTs. The NFTs are, are a plus on top of the car. So like the whole idea is, okay, let's uh, educate our customers on what this technology and why this makes sense. 
So they're not trying to sell anything. They're just, okay, here's the limited edition car. Now you have a limited edition piece of art as well. And the entire onboarding process is of the car. You get the car, you get a little like token physical, just like infinity objects, but it's not mm -hmm. an infinity object. Uh, guiding you through the process of creating a MetaMask, securing a wallet, and then transferring out the NFT to your wallet. So it was, it had a really educational branch of it that I loved, you know. Was that from you, like in terms of going that direction um, of like helping them realize like <clears throat> where the crossover is going to be in like the education curve? Because as you're teaching them, they, I think they, I mean, anyone's got to realize if they're selling something or introducing something new that they're teaching someone else. So was that your like premise going in or did you just kind of mm. let you run? Did they have I that mean, idea? It, it wasn't fully me. I cannot take credit for that. Like the project was already shaped out a little bit about that when I got in, but mm -hmm. this was what probably the main reason that I accepted the project. You know, they're not trying to sell anything. They're trying to educate the customers. I mean, that's the way that I think most of the company should be approaching this space right now. Uh, and not doing a PFP and calling it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so your, your DMs, that are, are you uh, just weeding out and taking out PFPs one at a time? Are you trolling any of them or just, just <laughs> yeah. let them be? I, I don't have time to troll these people, but I, but I, I hate this message, dude. It's so, especially after Colon X, like that the, the 3D PFP kind of blew up a little bit. Dude, it's been insane. It's, I, I'm tired of it. I'm really tired of it. What, what's going to make you crack? What's someone that comes to you? Like what's a company <laughs> or a brand that you're like, oh, fuck, I got it. I can't say no to you. Or that maybe convince I mean, me to do like less. Or I mean, most of the people that are reaching out right now are not brands per se, or just like random crypto people wanting to do a PFP project. So like if a brand comes to me for a project and it's a PFP, I probably try to kind of guide them towards an other direction. Uh, but I'm not cracking for a PFP. I like it. Love it. Holding strong. Yeah. What's um, so, I mean, we didn't dive into too much of like what you were doing before, but um, <clears throat> as far as like freelance work, just in, what was your entry in, in uh, like, do you have a background like education in visual art or hit me with it? It's not like it. Buddy, uh, I was <laughs> in college. I mean, I got into college for nanotechnology engineering. I mean, Iron Man. Was, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there, there was a point that I thought that I was smart enough for that, but I'm not. Uh, I got that was the last thing for, I was expecting to hear. <laughs> I got into college for nano because I thought that, okay, nanotechnology is like cutting edge. It was my way out of Brazil, per se. So yeah. I was like, okay, I need to do this. And I got into nanotechnology engineering. After two years, I realized that I'm not smart enough for that shit. <laughs> so I switched it up for software engineering. I, I humbly speaking, I'm a really good programmer. I really like programming. Uh, and I worked as a programmer for two years. And halfway through the college, I, I dropped out to become a full-time artist. But like when I dropped out, uh, I was already having like consistent uh, freelance work through FAST because I was pushing both college and my, in my, in my art career per se at the same time. It was pretty intense few years, but it paid off. You know? What was that moment like when you were like, I'm going to drop out of college and pursue art full time? Like, what was the one thing that happened that you were like, I got to go? Okay, I lost, I cannot say who it is exactly, but I lost a project for a top tier Netflix actor uh, because of a college assignment. 
And I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not keeping this up. Love it. Could not was, stand because, for it anymore. Prioritize. Because I had the assignment and I, I, I kept cooking the client a little bit. I shouldn't have done that. I cooked the client a little bit because of the assignments because I needed, I needed to finish the assignment. Uh, and that was like my biggest mistake ever. And after that, I was, I was, I'm done. I cannot keep this up. <laughs> With your programming background, NFTs must have been like right up your alley. You must have been like, this is great. Well, uh, kind of. Uh, I mean, definitely my programming background helped me a lot when getting into this space because like it helped me understand it, you know, because my former boss was a blockchain specialist. So, I mean, I heard about blockchain. I knew what it is. But when I first heard about NFTs was actually back in June of 2020. And because of things down here in Brazil, like scams down here in Brazil are really common. It's extremely common. You guys think that crypto has a lot of scams? You need to go down to Brazil to, <laughs> to see, to see how, how it is. So when I first heard about NFTs and artists selling uh, their work for crypto, I was like, this is definitely a fucking scam. No fucking <laughs> way that it, this is true. Yeah. You know, I mean, my dad fell on a Ponzi scheme uh, using Bitcoin, you know? So it was like, yeah, that's probably not, not a good place to, to sell my art. Uh, and then the, the, my, my tipping point when I was, when I saw Alexi, like Euphoria selling on Super, I was like, I'm, I've been following Euphoria for like years. There's no fucking way that he's doing this without research, you know? So I was like, okay. I need to, to research. And after understanding the blockchain, the, the non-fungible token, all that stuff, I was, I was like, okay, this is the real deal. I need to get into this like ASAP. Yeah, I think once it clicks in your brain that like it isn't a scam, because we all go through that too, I think, where it's like, this is too good to be true in some situations. And you're like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and I mean, back then it kind of didn't when we first got started, but um, it, it's so cool to see it finally happen that, you know, everyone's starting to click. Yeah, 100%. It's funny that Alexi was the one you saw because I think he's also a, a dropout engineer turned uh, artist. Yeah, yeah. He dropout yeah. engineer for uh, design. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, quick correlation. But um, this is now totally off topic, but it just got me thinking about, like, your signature color palette, right? And, like, there's some work that you really like know whose it is when you see and yours developed into something that, you know, I would see on my Twitter timeline and be like, I know who that is. And, and I always wonder, did you need to like have a lot of conviction to like stick with this one color palette that's kind of signature to you? What's your opinion on, you know, kind of where you landed and might be yeah, thinking. That's a funny it. story. <laughs> that's a really right. funny story because uh, long story short, I'm colorblind, <laughs> you know? Oh, like, yeah. Okay. But it's not, it's mild color blindness, not something <laughs> be like a boring story if it was short. <laughs> yeah. But like, the thing is I started messing around with red and blue because there are two colors that I can distinguish pretty well, you know? Yeah. Uh, but because it's it, because of the nature of 3d art, like you have the, the blue light source, the right light source, and they blend together into pink pretty much. You know, so much of the, the red, blue and pink or, or purple of my artworks, uh, it comes because of the light interaction between red and blue. But the thing is, I have a really hard time distinguishing blue and purple, you know, 
for sometimes I think that the artwork is blue, but it's actually purple. And it, I kind of, at certain point, I accepted it that I that most of them are purple, but I see them as blue. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that's how my color palette uh, came to be, and I, I I love the color palette, so I'm pretty consistent with it. You know, dude, you should sell like um like almost like 3D glasses, right? but they simulate how you see color so people can see the piece how you do. Yeah, I have Dilton color blindness. I, I did the test a, a few times over the years. Uh, I probably should apply like a Dilton color blindness filter on top of my artworks so people can see how I see them, you know? I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that should be cool. And you have only one piece up for sale right now, right? On primary? Yeah, on primary, yes, I, it's double-sided. It's my latest piece. Uh, I minted back in November, I think. It's so yeah. nice, man. And I love that it, like, uh, changes the scene, right? It, like, will do a close-up mm-hmm. on, like, the spinning flower and stuff. I, I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's like you it. get more than one piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you yeah. were to hang that on a wall, and it's basically like a slideshow of different mm-hmm. snapshots of the detail, I think that's awesome. Yeah, pretty much. And it's a really special piece to me because, uh, like, if you pay attention, it's basically double-sided. It's playing with the concept of technology and art. And it kind of relates to the time that I was pushing both programming career and art career at the same time. So it's like, I was like, oh my God, half of the day I'm an artist, half of the day I'm a programmer. So it's like pushing both at the same time and feeling divided in, in that sense. You know? How do you feel that you're divided today? Like, where do you think you're splitting your time between? Uh, basically, I'm not splitting my time. <laughs> it's art <laughs> I'm one-sided right now. Day. Yeah, I'm fully one-sided. Maybe if I, like exploring the concept a little bit, maybe I'm dividing into like finance and art because I feel that because of crypto, we need to kind of get into finances a little bit. And like, especially uh, with like the whole money thing, you have to like, I, I, ne- I never had to do that, you know? I never had to balance my fucking portfolio, you know? <laughs> do mad taxes this year. Do like... mad taxes. And that's something that's fucking me up here in Brazil. Because, like, the, the, the taxes uh, lost for NFTs down here are not clear at all. So I'm having to hire a proper lawyer to do an account and to do all this stuff. It's fucking pain in the ass. So... I was talking to Kidmograph actually about how Latin America seems to have adopted crypto way before the rest of like North America. Is that yeah, like a, much. no, you don't think so? As far, as far as I know down here in Brazil specifically, nah, not that much. Okay. Like, the laws are not amazing. I'm moving to Portugal, hopefully. So now, like, as far as I know, the, the laws there are way better for crypto. Yeah. They're really lax on a lot of stuff. I think Portugal's awesome. I think they like, decriminalized all drugs or something and like i think drug use went down fantastically mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. amen to that yeah 100 percent, dude i'm so stuck on the fact that you you just told us you're fucking colorblind and like, like <laughs> your color your color is so it's it it hits it like it always pops and it it makes sense like it is mild it is mild though it's fair to go like every time that i say that i'm colorblind people think that i'm like uh okay. i don't know yeah. That I can see anything, but I I see stuff. It's just like smile. Yeah, yeah. But- I've done the filters before, like on the internet, where you can like simulate it as well. And like, yeah, we're not thinking you're watching black and white or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 1950s. No, I'm just more so like even just the subtleness between the 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 red and the purple and like where 
you know, you kind of can draw the line and sometimes you can't. And then just accepting the fact that it is what it is. And then it can be just seen different by so many different people. And yeah, it's yeah. was not it expecting is, that. That's crazy. It is a pain in the ass when it comes to freelance work, though, because like if the client wants, oh, I want I want like yellow, this really specific fucking exotic yellow tone. I'm <laughs> I cannot re- reproduce that at all. It's a give me a hex code. Yeah, give me a hex code. And even with the yeah. hex code, uh, with 3D, it's not like straightforward, you know, because of the all the lighting and stuff. Right. You cannot just apply a single color. It's it's. it's I didn't even of, think about that. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking you probably should just list the colors that aren't like just in your range. Don't, don't re- like don't yeah. request. Please oh, don't yeah. request. But you just made the jump to Tezos, which we're super excited about. That's awesome. Embracing the yeah. chains. Yeah, embracing the chains. I mean, uh, I've been a notorious like Tezos hater for a while, like because I mean, uh, I'm I'm not a hater by any means. My 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 thing is like I'm thinking on the NFT space for the long term, you know. So to me, it makes sense if you're really real willing to be in the space for the long term. It makes sense to be cautious just a little bit, you know. So when Tezos came up and Hikatmoon came up like back in February, I was like guys this looks amazing but let's be careful just let's wait and see how the market absorbs these pieces how are the dynamics does like minting on tesos directly influences your eth price does it not do that i was just cautious right and but after seeing that the tesos ecosystem kind of developed a little bit more and it's more consistent you kind of can clearly see how it works right now I, I thought, okay, now it's a good opportunity to maybe diversify my work and experiment a little bit and make the jump. I think that's good advice. People like looking into anything in this space, like give it a second, you know, maybe don't ape it immediately and this stuff, unless you feel very strongly about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's called Obscurum, right? The, the uh, collection that you have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Obscurum. Uh, the whole idea behind it is that, okay, Let's think about a world that it's kind of dark and cold and where all the bad emotions float around. And the idea is that I'm going to make multiple artworks on this universe. They're all, all of them relates to bad feelings and emotions, right? So for me, artistically, it's kind of a, a escape uh, to do like artworks that kind of explore the darker side of me per se. And the idea of this first drop of the, like the multiple architects is that these are the surreal beings that kind of create the world and the foundations for, for the world to work. So yeah, it was pretty interesting to, to work on a different style. I, I, I got into a whole different render engine. I don't know if you guys know about like different render engines. There's Octane, Redshift. And or Blender? And, uh, no, no, that's a program. Right? There's, there's the programs, there's Cine4D, uh, Blender, and all that. And there, there are the render engines. That's the engines that kind of run the, the, the visuals per se. Uh, so I, I explore the whole other engine just to make sure that I'm getting a different aesthetic that was really important to me to diversify the not only the concept, but the aesthetics as well. So that's what I'm going for. But the color scheme remains the same and we love it. Yeah. It ties it all together. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's three architects on the first drop, right? And what were those yeah. three emotions? Uh, architect of anger, architect of, architect of sadness, and architect of fear. Those are the three main emotions that I kind of like 
thought I'm creating. And ideally for the next drop, I'm going to explore how each of those emotions affect the world and, and everything around it. That's the, the main That's idea. awesome. It was a quick sell out <laughs> yeah. to our, our buddy, Naples Roos got one. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sold out like less than a day, I think. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was amazing. I wasn't expecting that 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 the response at all. You're on the front page. Really <laughs> Got the front page, buddy. That was fucking surreal. You know, <laughs> that's that was huge. really cool. Do you know why you picked yeah. object over? Because uh, Rarible, I think, was offering Tezos at the time as well. So, was there a, a choice there on where the contract, I guess, to use? Yeah, it goes back to the thing that I just said. Let's keep it slow. Rarible just released uh, Tezos. I'm not jumping on that shit right now. Not at all. So let's go for object that you kind of can clearly see the collections. It has a custom contract for each collection, which is amazing. That's it. Let's take it slow. I'm watching carefully Solana right now. Maybe like six months from now, I'm exploring Solana too. But we'll see. I've been very cautious about Solana as well. I see some people dipping their toes in and I, I just don't know enough about it. I haven't done enough research to really even make a decision on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the art is fucking terrible. It's terrible. Okay. But, dude, I, I made my first successful flip on Solana. I bought a fucking ugly-ass shark. It's always an animal, am I right? Yeah. So, like, I bought a uh. shark for, like, four Solana and flipped for 14 Solana, like, 30 minutes later. I was like, holy oh. shit. It was my first successful flip because everything that I buy dips right you, after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I think that well, that was you that posted that, right? It's like when you buy and it's down, and then like when you hold, it just stays the same, and like when you sell yeah, it, man. like skyrockets. It's terrible. It's terrible. But you guys have been collecting on Tesla's a little bit for a while. I think. Just me, but yeah, oh. I I I was also cautious when it first came out. Like there were a lot of people that beat me to that punch, but um, once we started talking to some people that meant there and like how much they believed in it. And I saw like the community that kind of built up around him, like mm-hmm. a lot of artists backing artists. And we thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. So I hopped in and um, I'm kind of highly leveraged in it. So we kind of all collect together. So Larry feels that me and Naples Roos are kind of holding down the, the hen house, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Holding down the hen house, the former hen house, <laughs> the object house now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, if you look at it, like Tyler was in there, collecting work in because of that he had tez and he had tez so cheap that he made money on tez because he had tez for buying stuff <laughs> for tez so it was like it's almost like the same thing with like eth like it was the same like when we turned around and started like end of like over a year ago now collecting like you had crypto and you became financially aware because you had more money because you bought you know so and so early because you just needed it to buy the art you were yeah. for. So I can see that from Tyler, and he's 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 the animal. He just keeps going; he doesn't stop. Oh, amazing! I actually had the first time ever convert Tezos to ETH today. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, never had to do that before. But oh wow! Yeah, but yeah, the market's fucking melting, right? Yeah, I actually did it. Uh, Right, right before it really started going down, like a couple hours ago, like Bitcoin's in the toilet. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. It's, what, yeah. it's where it's it's live. But I'm not scared like much. I was a year ago. Like now I'm like, ah, should I get some more? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's a different I mean, feeling now. 
Yeah, we are more used to it for sure. Like I'm not like panicking at all. I'm like, ah, another 10% correction, Jesus Christ. But yeah, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not a huge deal. No. We'll be all right. Any other projects you have going on the ETH side or oh man, I don't know. I, I'm so overwhelmed right now with a bunch of stuff. Uh I I finally got back to freelancing after six months, maybe. Uh, because like mainly because I I wasn't getting like good fucking projects back then uh, so it made more sense to to work with nfts but now there are some really really projects that i'm that i'm really uh excited about on the freelance side of things that i'm uh spending more time on but for if i really want to get my manifold contract going uh hell yeah get everything fucking clean with manifold and not doing I, i'm probably not minting on foundation again um I, I mean you're done it doesn't make much sense to me are those different um erc tokens no like foundation has a really good contract it's erc 721 uh it's a really good contract but the thing is the foundation you have to pay like 15 percent commission for the platform it mm-hmm. has a double uh signature uh contract i believe so you pay for minting and you pay for listing which is like oh fucking wow. gas yeah i've I only bought it, one piece on there so i haven't used it that much yeah, dude, I paid almost $400 on my last mint. The double-sided one, it was almost $400. It was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. Yeah. So it, ma- it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, Foundation doesn't push the artists that much because the platform is kind of saturated. So, I mean, between paying 15% and paying 2.5% on OpenSea, I would rather just have my tokens on OpenSea on a manifold contract. It's cleaner, it's cheaper, and... And with foundation, it's like it's becoming an open sea itself at this point. It's like everyone and their sister has a um, invite to the platform. It's like any, anybody can get on. So <laughs> I was going to say, remember when the invites were like hot and that was that was I a think big I, time. I think I got a couple invites. Yeah, never yeah. used them. No, but you've you've minted on a lot of different platforms. So I was looking through your portfolio, and you have a lot of Maker's Place and Known Origin, and those mm-hmm. are two places I've actually never purchased an NFT from. So I was curious to like. Where do you put these uh, marketplaces in your mind? Like, are there categories that you feel these fit into? Uh, well, uh, I started back in the day on non-origin was the first marketplace that accepted me. Uh, super rare, never got back to me. <laughs> Couldn't get in. Um, but like I started back in non-origin. I minted a few pieces there. Then I moved to Maker's Place. I kind of went with the flow, you know, and then I kind of sold a bunch of pieces on Maker's Place. Uh, back in February and March of, of last year, per se. Uh, and then after foundation, uh, I minted a few pieces in the foundation and sold there too. I like, I'm kind of testing the waters when it comes to platforms, but nowadays everything is kind of the same to me. I, I, don't, I don't feel that you have any advantage between minting on Maker's Place Foundation or non-origin. I would say that on the collector side of things, non-origin has a really nice creation. I really like their creation. There are some amazing artists on non-origin. More low-key artists, but really good artists. So yeah, yeah that's that, my take. That's a really good point about the curation because I've never thought of it in this aspect. Say you're new to NFTs and you need to know like what, what should I be looking for? You can go to those platforms versus OpenSea to at least like know what is good art like you know like this should be the caliber yeah. that you're looking for if you just hop right into open sea you'll just start buying trash mm-hmm. yeah so 100%. i guess they're good in that sense because i was thinking 
all the tokens end up on OpenSea anyway. So like, who cares where you meant it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say like, because uh, because of the Tezos drop, I, I kind of started like collecting stuff on Tezos. So I went through the, the, the experience and the process of collecting stuff. And the most helpful thing for me ever was looking through other artists' uh, Twitter. Collections. So, yeah, no, not even collections, but the Twitter feed. Because, like, maybe the artists wouldn't collect other artists, but they would, like, retweet and like and comment, support other artists. So it was, like, there was an artist on Tesla that I really liked called Helly. I, I bought, like, five pieces from her. Uh, and I, I went through her uh, Twitter, and I was like, okay, which are the artists that she's supporting so I can buy them too. Right. It was like, yeah, it was my, the, the process that to me worked the best, you know? And that it was kind of funny because in the beginning of, of Hen, there, it was very hard to search for stuff, right? So you had to start and pick at a thread and then follow mm-hmm. it, like you're saying. And like, that's how you would discover stuff. You couldn't just like, just go on there and search. You had to go to someone's profile, yeah. see what they're about. And I think, that helped in a lot of way too, because it forced you to kind of do your own research. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It seems natural with Tez, with, with, with Hen. Yeah. I, I think you hear that though, from like artists that drop there, they, they, it's inevitable. If you know, you're selling your work there, you're going to end up buying, buying something mm-hmm. just because you can, and it's easy and it's yeah. cheap. The um, gas is yeah. so nice. Oh. Dude, the gas, this, the fucking <laughs> Dude, right. when I, I minted, when I minted on, not not minting the pieces, but when I created a collection on, on object, object, and they were like, warning, it, it costs one Tezos to mint the collection. I was like, buddy, come on. They're like, that's five bucks. Yeah, don't I warn me. Like, Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Can I up my warning level on here to like, stop me at yeah. 400, please. Yeah. Oh. Something you said earlier about like being able to choose what client jobs you're doing now. I'm wondering if more artists that got big during this NFT boom will start getting new and bigger client jobs from the exposure, right? I wonder mm-hmm. if we ever get to a point where let's say, you know, Fesk does a commercial and it's very obviously your work and they actually give credit to the artist at some point in the commercial and like has Ooh. their name, like, in your style, like Fest in the corner. And it's like, that would be cool. I wonder if we ever get to that point where you guys are that famous, where it's like, these people need to be recognized and we're proud that we have this person making mm-hmm. our commercial, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that it's kind of happening already, especially with Fuck Render. Uh, he released a gin, uh, like the, the drinking. Yeah. That's and right. He has his artwork, you know, which is really cool. It seems to me that the, the gin brand is kind of using his work proudly, you know, which is already like amazing in my opinion. And I totally see a future where brands are kind of starting to respect the artists more on that sense. Kind of because now we have a price tag on our art, you know? So yep. it's, it's really, it's way easier to convince a brand to go in that direction when you tell them, okay, this direction sold for $10,000, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So maybe you should listen to me, you know? Which is like, it's cool but it's kind of sad at the same time that we need to put the price tag on for people to respect us so it's like i'm happy for it but it's bittersweet you know yeah sadly that's capitalism summed up right there where it's like you know 
they could go that direction where they want to hire people that are very expensive and sought after artists, or they could go for who's going to give me the best deal and gives me an okay product. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. like, it sucks that that's how it goes, but hopefully the, the people that can change um, people's minds choose the right way. Mm-hmm. I think also like you guys will be more of a bridge to these big brands. Like everyone's always talking about how early you are, but you, you see like people behind the scenes, right. Where they need the education and there's that curve for these big organizations and brands to get in. So um, yeah, I think the recognition for the art is just as important as like for the like guidance. I feel like those like advisor type Mm -hmm. of, you know, positions or just situations can be invaluable if you get the right person or if you talk to the wrong person, Mm -hmm. you just like, (laughs) Oh, I I really like how this is a really chill chat, you know? (laughs) It's really good. It's how we it flow, relieves, dude. Just chilling. Yeah, it relieves the pressure of like a podcast and stuff like that. <laughs> Compared to just national news in Brazil. Dude, I was <laughs> fucking shitting my pants. <laughs> it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. It wasn't live. It was pre-recorded, you know? And the guy that was, that was interviewing was super nice and super chill. But knowing that my face would be on tv i was like i was sitting like this I'm, oh my god i cannot make a move you know and it's just like <laughs> that's hilarious the background's on point so i think i think we, you we have to find get the video is there's a video out there oh yeah there, there's oh, yeah. a video all right, I can all right send yeah, you yeah. for yeah, sure yeah. We'll, we'll find that yeah yeah actually there's something i forgot to ask that we saw on your website that you kind of proudly show some of the large collectors that have your pieces. And I think that's so cool. And like, I haven't seen anyone else like broadcast it like that. What was kind of your thought process? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I have a page on my website called uh, IamFast.com. That's my website. Slash website's sick, by the way. It's so oh, sick. Dude. dude, that's fucking nasty. I, I hate that <laughs> website. I, I, I what? To, I really... I really need to make a new one. I, I'm actually going through a process of rebranding my whole brand and creating a new website and all that. I have okay, no that's idea fair. when that's, that's coming out. But like <laughs> on that page, uh, that my idea is to aggregate and put everything in a single page, all my mints and stuff like that, because you have mints on different platforms, you know? So that was a really big problem back in the day because most of the collectors didn't know that they could go to your open sea hit on created and you have all the nfts most of them are were pretty new to this so i kind of wanted to have everything on a single page <laughs> and i mean I, I don't release many nfts like my 101s over the course of a year and a half i released 20 maybe that's not that much you know no. it's like once a month so like the people that collect my work, I'm really happy for them to collect it. Uh, I try to have a one-on-one conversation with every single person that collects a one-on-one piece of me, of, of mine. And after like having a chat with the collector, you kind of like see them as a friend per se. So like, these are my friends, you know, these are the people that have my, my, my one-on-ones. That's my, my thought process around displaying some of the names. Now that my collector base is growing, I cannot keep up with that. Like, <laughs> I, I, at some point, I will have to to remove that. But as of now, I like it. Well, you got some nice friends up there. We recognize a lot of those names as big collectors that, you know, are great to follow what they're looking for in the marketplace. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So definitely. was it Silver Surfer, 888, Anesti? Silver Surfer, uh, Anesti. Anesti is the sweetest fucking guy ever. <laughs> He's really sweet. We're supposed to talk to him uh, actually on the podcast. Yeah, we need to we need to get that back going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really cool. Uh, yeah, 888 collected a piece of mind back on February. Uh, who else is there? Fucking 888. You have Anesti. You have Brandon. That his his uh, Twitter is smart contractier per se. Mm-hmm. uh it's a, it's a big twitter he's been on on like uh crypto for a while it's a really cool guy everyone is cool that's the thing i haven't met a single collector of mine that's like it's not cool you know you're um, just putting out the vibes man yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Did, did you make it to any of the events like uh in ns uh what is it, nft nyc or art basil I, I went to basil I went to Basel. It was fucking nuts. It we was were Basel as well. We just missed each other. <laughs> really? No way, dude. Yeah. But like, I, I missed so many people. It was big. Like, it was sprawled out everywhere. So, so many. But I've met a lot of people. It was a really cool trip uh, to me because I've been, I was there for 10 days. Uh, I went early. I've, I was on my friend's house. He's an artist too. His name is Yonson. I don't know if you guys know him. Uh, I stayed with him for a few days. Then I went to an Airbnb with the Animus uh, Collective, uh, mm-hmm. Jay and Silva. And yeah. dude, Animus is fucking the sweetest fucking guys ever. I mean, <laughs> JN, like praise to that motherfucker. He's amazing. I love so every, cool. uh, every single one of them. Uh, so I stayed with them for like the, the rest of the trip. And we've hit a bunch of parties and a bunch of events. It was It was amazing. Like... On, on a personal note, uh, meeting people that I've known for years was like surreal. At a point that I was on a dinner with like Shaka Blood, with Ryan Talbot, with Johnson, with Steelman, with a bunch of art. I was like, holy fuck, there's no way that I'm, that I'm having a beer with these people, you know, that I've known for years. It's, it was amazing. And what a feeling. Yeah, pretty fucking cool. So you've kind of, uh, I think it's safe to say like that you're relatively cautious, skeptical, and then like decisive when you decide you want to do something. What was like, when did you start buying NFTs? Uh, or like, do you remember the first NFT that you bought and, and your decision making going into that? stuff? Yeah. Like after my first sale back in the day, uh, I sold my Genesis to Akira. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. Dude, Akira I Reloaded? Akira. Akira Reloaded. Dude, I met the guy on the NFT Now event. I was like, he 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 talked to me, and and it was the music was really loud. It was oh, I'm a I'm a Ararara. He had his name, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. He started talking to me so friendly. I was like, what the? Who is this motherfucker? So friendly. And I was like, who, what's your name again? Akira. And I was like, holy fuck, there's no way that I'm meeting, that I'm meeting my Genesis collector in here, you know? Uh, but yeah, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. Okay, uh, he collected my, my first piece back in the day, back in November. And right after I got some of some ETH, I, okay, I need to buy another NFT, you know? Uh, and I got an NFT from Chris Sweetheart. I don't know. Uh, the pronunciation of her name is like terrible that sounds very uh, familiar yeah yeah I, I bought an nft of her on rarible and it was amazing to see her like being accepted to maker's place 
selling pieces on Maker's Place. And after a few months, she sold a piece to Paris Hilton. And I was like, <laughs> it, it was cool having a piece from her and following the process, you know, and seeing the artist grow. So th this was my, my first NFT purchase back in the day. That's awesome, man. Hmm. I wonder your, your guys' first uh, NFT, what was <laughs> the process of buying that? So when we first started, I was like all about the money. I was like, cool, our mm -hmm. friend is making art. And you can buy it and then sell it for more money. <laughs> and I was like, mm -hmm. let's do it. Yeah. So we went in on, well, you have a different story than I do, but I, I came in a little bit later than Larry because I was skeptical. And uh, it was on Nifty Gateway, the Slime Sunday drop. Uh, was it Slime Friday? And so that was when he had Mona Corona. Mm, I remember that. And Mona Sativa. And then Last Stand, Last Stand of the Nation State. That was my first NFT. Bought for 40 bucks. I might have waited oh a god. week before I oh. sold it for $69. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, cool, I made 20 bucks or whatever and then uh I quickly learned that that is not what you do and uh mm -hmm. we shifted our whole mindset. I mean, like talking to you guys on the podcast has just opened us up to like this whole new world of like how like you guys were making everything in the background that we've ever seen and mm -hmm. you weren't getting the recognition that you should have. And now we have the chance to like own your work and pay like patronage to you guys. And it's like, cool. Yeah. And meet people and make connections, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What was I your first that job? He did a lot better. Oh, oh really? No. Well, I just, I, I, I went in way too heavy. I just went in wicked. Well, it was, it was Mike's work. And I was like, this is selling out in like under a second. Like this stuff's mm -hmm. gone. I can't buy it. So I bought uh, their the Slime Sunday Blau for like that first collection all on secondary. Uh, bought a one on one from Mike, and then I like was like, all right, yeah, I can just keep flipping. I bought a Beeple, flipped a Beeple right away. I was like, sick, I mm -hmm. made two grand. I like like <laughs> like everything. It was just to buy and then flip and then hold some things. But um, it, I, I, if you were to tell me like if this time last year, not like where it would have gone in that like. 40 to 60 day stretch from like January to February last year where like mm -hmm. the growth was exponential. I was like, I, I would have told you that that can't happen, but, <laughs> but it did. And now we've been on this ride ever since. And I don't know. I, uh, I don't know if you're in the space, I think you're in it with conviction and you're just mm -hmm. doing it, whatever you think it's a, like a spot where you can come and do things that you think feel right. I've been wrong on so many things, like just, <laughs> making so many dumb decisions and it's just so yeah. frustrating, but there's no reason not to be in this space. If you're like early enough to at least have some sort of solid collection or something to lean on. So mm -hmm. um, who knows, man, this it's, it's good. It's good to hear people like you like talk about how committed you are to the space. And I think yeah. that's just like the most important is, is the backbone with the artist. So yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, this, it, mm -hmm. I can't believe it's January 2022. And so <laughs> we're still here. here. We're still we're, podcasting. We're still here. So yeah. fast. Tell me what happened. Was, like, talk to me in June last year. Like, well, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy, crazy, man. It's really crazy. And if you think about it, there's a lot of room of to grow still. Like you have like yeah. a million wallets with an NFT or a million wallets that transacted on OpenSea. That's barely nothing, you know, that's barely nothing. nothing. It's nothing. A drop in the bucket. It's crazy how it's like the wild west still, 
but I feel like we've self-governed in a way that like the good guys are overall winning, but there are mm-hmm. bad actors that we're still like plucking out of yeah. here, you know? Yeah, the fucking PFP project. Yeah, those are <laughs> yeah. the bad actors. Public enemy number one. I'm not trashing on PFPs. I'm just tired of them. Like, yeah, your tweet summed it up. You were like, hey, 1% of them are good. Yes. Yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, like the cool cats, the crypto punks, the bored apes, the, the fucking the top 10 ones are kind of cool, you know? My, my, the ones dearest to me are the clone X. I really fucking like Artifact. I was rather unlucky to get two really ugly motherfuckers. Like one is a fucking girl with like stanked eyes like this. See, dude, she, she seems like she just smoked crack. Like, <laughs> and the other guy is like a, it's a black robot with like a green neon hair. It's like, it makes no fucking sense. How'd you get that? Did you, did you have pieces from them before? From, uh, yeah, I had a whitelist. I got an NFT from them for 0.1 ETH. That's uh, yeah. like six months ago, you know? Prime uh, example I, of... Dude, yeah, we watched them grow. We knew that, that was going to be big and didn't make a move at all. But they... Yeah. That's another one where like the partnership with Nike, like I'm sure the bridge was there between like them mm-hmm. trusting and them going all in. Uh, but... Yeah. Yeah. I had the opportunity to buy more. Like I bought a single one for 0.1. I was going to buy a second one on the secondary for like 0.5. I was like, nah, that's too much money. You know, I'm not going to, to risk it. <laughs> Depending on where ETH was. Yeah. Half the ETH was hurtful. Yeah. And that's so, the thing like down here in Brazil, that's a fuck lot of money. Cause like the, the, the currency conversion, it's nuts. So uh, even though like I, I, I get my money in us dollars and in, in crypto, like, it's really hard not to convert to my local currency and, and like, okay, this may be two months rent or maybe like fucking car. I don't know. Yeah. And dropping that into a fucking picture, you know, even though that I know that it's not just a picture, but it's, it's a really, it's kind of hard. I could see that man. And then another project that uh, just came to mind that you worked on was artifacts. And I would always screw up and do like, you know, artifact and artifacts would always get stuck on my tongue, but uh, you did the logo. You uh, yeah. won that logo contest. Yeah, dude, that was fucking nuts. I didn't sleep for four days. Uh, oh, did they have you up in Times Square? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. I remember that. Because, like, awesome. I remember, because uh, I, I love Roger. I think that collector wise, he's one of the most passionate collectors in the space. We love Roger. Everything that everything that Roger touches, I'm all in. You know, like so. When I saw Roger getting together with Bill Ellis, with Euphoria, with Gavin Shapiro, I was like, okay, this is this is really cool. I need to be part of this. So when they released the the contest, I was like, I'm not sleeping. I know that I'm not <laughs> sleeping. I'm going to do my fucking best on this, and they will pick me no matter what. Uh-huh. So I. It was just like to rework the logo. I did a full 12 second multiple scenes animation with sound design. And I hired my my friend from Chile to do a full sound design on that shit. And I was like, (laughs) dude, we need to win this shit. And for four days straight, we kind of cranked that. Like rendering on my machine was- Oh, so they're praying, just come on, please render out. Dude, I hired a, a render farm for one of these sections because 
I couldn't make it in time, you know, because I had to deliver that shit to, to, for, to them to put on the Times Square stuff. And it was nuts. It was nuts. But, but I loved it. I was really happy with the result. So with the render uh, thing, have you ever messed around with render token? So render token is for Octane, the render engine. Okay. But I use Redshift, so you cannot do the render token thing. Gotcha. Importantly. Yeah. I wonder if Redshift will come up with something similar. Is that is that just like paying for like cloud space to like render your stuff out? Yeah, yeah. You you have a render farm. You just like put in some funds into the account and export the scene. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. So, but it's not that affordable in my opinion. Like if you're rendering like a 10 second clip, depending on the resolution and how heavy is the scene, you can pay like $200 to handle wow. that shit. Yeah, it's not, it's not that cheap. And how much is but an then, engine? Oh, you have to pay for subscriptions. So I pay uh, around, fuck. Cause I, I know the, the <laughs> in reais, that's my local currency, but I, I don't know the USD value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Pretty fair yeah, amount. Pay, it's kind I of a lot. It's yeah, kind of a hundred thousand bucks a month. <laughs> no, Lo- no, local. It's not that much. It's not that much. But but all these subscriptions they stack up. You know that's a problem of subscription. You start, oh my god, it's only ten dollars, but it's ten dollars on top of fucking four hundred dollars that you already have. Yeah, out of subscriptions. You know? Every streaming service and yeah, that's that's something you have to calculate. Like when you switched over. Um, to do the Tezos project, like opening, getting new programs and getting new subscriptions. You're like, well, this is a new, new overhead. Yeah. yeah I calculated it. I calculated it. I, I mean, I need to sell this much of, of additions to cover up my render and make it that blah, blah, blah. make it sense. Yeah. That's yeah. Man. I'm just not, I'm just not very smart. I feel like, <laughs> like I, I think through these things. I'm like, ah, oh, I would have never thought that out all the way. And that's but where that's, I am. That's the side of the business that I don't like that much. You know, that's the finance stuff. Doing a fucking spreadsheet, dude, I hate, I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> but I had now have to do the spreadsheets of all the NFTs, the sales, and, uh, and the currencies. Oh, my God. I hate it. But it's part of the job, you know? Yeah. Hmm. This just makes me think, like, we're good. yeah, like, I feel like we're good at buying, but you don't want to, you don't want to tell anyone. Like it's easy, it's easy to buy, but when it goes time to report, like oh, uh, who really wants to know? No one, no, no one needs to know. No one needs to know. <laughs> yeah, my thing is that okay, since I'm I'm an artist and I'm, I'm getting a little bit more of exposure, I need to be clean. You know, last thing I want is like a fucking news that oh my god, Fast owns this much money to the government. You know, <laughs> I want to everything to be fucking clean and avoid any mistakes. Yeah, yeah as long, you can need a team around you as long as you got those people, the lawyer and, you know, the accountant and stuff. That sounds like the best investment possible. Yeah, but I don't like it, dude. I like working alone. Like I work well with other people when you have a team, you know, but the fact that I need to hire someone and then hire another because I, I'm, I'm a fucking crackhead workaholic. You know? <laughs> yeah. I work like a fucking maniac. Four so, days straight sometimes. Yeah, four days straight sometimes. But the thing is, <laughs> When you hire someone else, you cannot expect these people to work as hard as you do. So it frustrates me a lot. I'm like, I can come see on, that. Yeah. yeah, come on, let's go, let's do it. And people kind of drag behind and I'm, I don't know, fuck. So, <laughs> I think that's a threat or a warning to anyone. If yeah. if your lawyer or your accountant happens to listen. <laughs> but you step I, it I mean, up. Yeah. When it comes to hire someone, like, 
fuck, I'm paying for it, you know? But yep. like when it's working together with someone, I always make that clear. I'm a fucking maniac. Do not be <laughs> mad at me if I kind of push you hard. But, but yeah. I love that. Yeah, just put that right next to the colors that you can't you know, can't work with. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a psychopath and I can't use these colors. <laughs> work at own risk. And I need Skittles. <laughs> Fesk, it's been awesome talking to you, man. I'm glad. I feel like I know a lot more about you now. And like, I can't wait to keep following your projects, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's been an hour already. Holy fuck. That's <laughs> how we roll. Yeah, I meant to compliment yeah. you on your background. I don't know if I if I formally did, but if that's the background you were on national that's TV with. Terrible. No, oh, no, no, that, it's good. It, that, this, that, yeah, no, it works. It's good. The, the lamp's a nice touch. No, the uh, lamp, I hide that shit. The, like the, the lamp? lamp <laughs> the map, the map it looks like cool. you're just the map's cool it looks like you could be plotting like like yeah, it looks like routes. i'm smart yeah it looks <laughs> like i'm smart but the fucking lamp just i bought that shit on, on amazon and it was supposed to be black they shipped <laughs> pink it's like it's it's a really bright pink and i was like holy fuck i'm not and it was peak pandemic i'm not going to the postal office to to <laughs> to mail this back so I printed these two eyes and, and a mouth, and then now I call her Janet. You know? <laughs> I even, Damn it, Janet. <laughs> Damn it. I even integrated with, with uh, the Alexa, you know? Yeah. So, like oh I can control God. the lights calling for Janet, you know? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's unbelievable. I didn't even notice the face, honestly, until I complimented you on it. So yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Fuck. Hi, Janet. <laughs> yeah, but I need to I need to get some art back there. Uh, Malavita sent me a bunch of prints. Uh, I'm getting those framed and I'm putting up there. Uh, I got some prints from Etienne Kraus. I don't know if you guys know him. He's no, an amazing so. artist, a Brazilian artist, uh, really good artist. Uh, he's on, on NFTs too. Uh, I got some prints from him. I'm now getting a bunch of prints from artists so I can put them on my wall. Working on the same thing, man. I just got to find a framer. That's been my biggest yeah. thing. It's like, I need to find the right size frames and get it done right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. I hope you uh, get to move to Portugal soon. <laughs> we'll talk to I you really out there. I hope so, dude. <laughs> <laughs> really hope so. All right, man. But yeah. Pleasure to talk to you later. Bro. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Damn, that's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty, that's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. Aphorius fears he leaked a plan. Exula worked on Iron Man. How cool is that? Mad Dog Jones, the dude so fine, he hand draws every single line. I sure as hell didn't know that. Fuck Render built a gallery to raise new artist popularity. What a guy. Yeah, man, it's a good guy. Too much lag like a nomad, all his belongings in a single bag. All these things, can't you see? I learned all that's NFT. That's NFT. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. 
That's nifty, that's NFT That's a nifty, nifty NFT That's nifty, that's NFT That's a nifty, nifty NFT That's nifty, that's NFT That's a nifty, nifty NFT Damn, that's a nifty NFT